Kane's Fishing and Hunting Show on the all-new Kane 107.5. Hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Good morning and welcome to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry uh, along with Ricky Watkins. Morning, Rick. Good morning, Tony. Anyway, for our weekly fishing and hunting show here on Kane Radio, FM Band 107.5 and AM 1240. And, of course, as always, the purpose of this show is to keep our listeners updated with the fishing and the hunting in the area along with uh, Louisiana and stories around the USA and the world. And, you know, uh, Rick, uh, of course, uh, we took a little vacation last Friday, but uh, each Friday, these are the people responsible for us being here. Oh, yeah, we got to thank our sponsors, Tony. Alamo Hydraulics, Doles Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Food. And if you'd like to give us a call, of course, uh, the number is 337-367-1240. You can also listen to us online at www.kane. 1240.com, anywhere in the world. And if you have an Alexa, just say, Alexa, play Kane 1240. You can also listen to Kane on any accessible Internet device. We're live here at the studios at 107 West Main Street here in downtown New Iberia, right next to Victor's Cafeteria, which is open. And, Rick, uh, freshwater, saltwater fishing, what you hearing? Tony, uh, <clears throat> the, the saltwater, I haven't heard too much, but the freshwater, they're still catching a few fish. Now, I notice the river stage bumped up a little bit. We went last weekend. We stopped at one spot and uh, wasn't too good. We spent a few minutes, and I, I told my, my fishing buddy, I said, bro, we have to move. So we picked up from there, and we went down around Miet Point, and uh, our first spot we hit, we started catching. We had a good afternoon, and uh, we downsized a little bit. We started throwing a, a quarter-ounce uh, chartreuse white and blue spinner bait and just slow rolling it in the wheel of tops, and we started picking up some nice fish. And, uh, of course, the water's still low, though, huh? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's projected to bump up. It was 2-something, Tony. I think it's going up to 3-5 or 3-6 uh, yeah, this week. That's about right, yeah. yeah. So this weekend, it should be pretty good. Yeah, and uh, next week, uh, it's even got to hold that for a while, then going to yeah. fall back to about the three-foot level. Right. And also, uh, but in the meantime, uh, fishing, like you said, uh, it's, it's all about uh, yeah, it's the been, water you find. Yeah, it's, and, it's uh, been productive, Tony. That's and, right. Know, with hunting season, uh, a lot of hunters out there. And a lot of people, you know, going to the camps and everything. So we just kind of get out of the way on one of those side canals off of Miet Point. And uh, it's been very good. Yeah, of course. Uh, this weekend, uh, more rain uh, along with today, tomorrow. I'm not sure about Sunday, but uh, it uh, looks like <laughs> yeah. we're not through uh, with the rain right, right. now. So the stage may bump up a little bit, which will be, you know, it may go up to four foot, which that, that would probably be even better. So, you know, it should be good. Like you said, if it doesn't, uh, I think the rain chance slacked back for a little bit on Sunday, so it should be pretty good. Anyway, uh, of course, I uh, have the Louisiana Private Recreational Red Snapper landing uh, estimates through uh, November the 12th. Uh, of course, didn't get uh, this week's update uh, for the 19th, but in the meantime, uh, we're up to 90%, 90.2% of our allocation. 842,520 pounds have been caught, and it's just slowly but surely working its way up. Uh, of course, we have now, this being the first day of December, we have approximately a little over four weeks uh, to the end of the year with a commissioner, if he realizes maybe uh, to cut it off. But I, I haven't seen much uh, right. with, uh, uh, you know, the twenty, thirty thousand 30,000 uh, uh, pounds a week. So in the meantime, it's just inching up. Uh, we've got about 90,000 pounds left uh, out there. It's 102, give or take 1,000. And uh, anyway, of course, uh, way back in July, uh, the 17th, they increased it to a four fish uh, uh, per person limit. So with that, and you don't forget about your uh, your uh, offshore landing permit, your recreational offshore landing permit. That's free, but you got to have one to 
go out there and get those uh, red snapper in, in that regard. Also, too, uh, Rick wanted to remind folks way back uh, a couple of weeks ago about the uh, new speckled trout regulations that went into effect on November 20th. And, of course, the new regulations are as follows, folks. Uh, so if you go out there, the size limit is 13 to 20 inches in total length. Uh, only two fish included in that daily creel limit can uh, be greater than 20 inches in length. The daily creel limit is 15 fish now. It's not 25. You know, for historically, as it has been, of course, over in Cameron Parish uh, on their border uh, with the uh, Gulf. Uh, it's always been around 15. That's been for a few years, too, if my memory serves me correctly. Yep. Elsewhere, the uh, on other things, the charter boat guides uh, and new uh, 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 crew will not be able to retain that creel limit while uh, on charter uh, trip, but uh, may be engaged in fishing. And the Louisiana outreach staff has developed a video uh, to pass on. So if you want to look at that on the speckled trout, uh, you can pull that up on the uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries website or even YouTube for that matter. So uh, yeah. in if that you regard. Big fish, Tony and I, you, you know, when you get on a school, they used to just flip them in the boat, catch, catch, catch. So now you're going to have to kind of yeah. kind of keep a count, you know. It's going to be interesting oh, and, yeah. uh, with that. And also saw a little article here about finding uh, – uh, uh, signs uh, uh, and uh, finding specks and uh, big specks, you know, uh, the huge uh, trout, trout. And, uh, of course, a huge trout, I, to me, a four-pounder is a huge yeah. trout. It's a nice you know, trout uh, nowadays, You know, yeah. uh, the nice, really nice eat edible uh, trout, yeah. uh, I guess up to a couple pounds, uh, if that, you know, pound and a half, two pounds uh, in that regard, uh, where they might go uh, 14, 15 inches uh, in that. But uh, although the Gulf Coast has huge trout population, healthy number of uh, large fish. Anyway, but over the years, uh, I've noticed uh, throughout my own experience as well as communications with others and fishermen, biologists, whatever, and other experts here, there's certain uh, harbingers that sign that the presence of a big trout. Researchers in Louisiana found that man-made reefs attract trout because of the fact they concentrate on the bait fish, you know, would help them uh, conserve energy by not uh, having to move that much to feed. Yep. And all big fish prefer not to move more than they have to uh, with that. And since these reefs have a constant source of uh, larger fin fish that uh, big trout prey on, artificial reefs where the, you know, it attracts those uh, trout and simply the byproduct of that boat wreck uh, or whatever the case may be, drilling rigs, uh, rigs, production rigs, uh, that's all in. And uh, I didn't realize this, too. Uh, I always think of a croaker croaking, okay. but they tell yeah. me male trout to make a croaking noise, too. Okay. And if you catch a bunch of males in an area, return there as an evening and prepare to fish late. Uh, males will gather spawning uh, aggregation and croaking mass to attract the females. And this is the highly overlooked time to find the big trout at their peak weight. So uh, I just found that interesting. Big trout often suck top waters under the surface instead of uh, blowing up on it. So if it happens to you. Wait a second, pour set in the hook and give the uh, trout a chance to take it in. Mm -hmm. You know, so, uh, Rick, uh, additionally, if you're fishing in a spot where you are in uh, 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 heating and uh, slurping around, uh, and if this is followed by an emerging uh, slick a big trout, they're there. So the biggest trout almost never school. And the study conducted by a researcher uh, found that uh, the trout in excess of uh, six years of age are nearly uh, all large, uh, and they're solitary uh, females, so this is giants that dream about catching. But I don't know, big trout, yeah, it's nice to pull one in, but I like those edible trout yeah. uh, that are around a pound and a half, That's two right. pounds. I uh, like the good eating size. Boy, you're right. You're right. Yep. And then big enough filet, you know, on both sides. Mm -hmm. uh, and that, and another reason why they cut the 
from 25 to 15. Uh, mm-hmm. said, we'd said on this show for years right. that, you know, 50 feet late, man, uh, with 25 specs. Yep. You know, it'll take you a while to gobble that up. Fifteen's uh, more like it. Oh, and yeah. Especially those guys that go out and know where the specs are and how they know how to fish and the hot spots. And you yeah. and a, a guide out there, that's a, <clears throat> you know, with uh, 25 specs, that's 100 fillets. Mm-hmm. Man. That's a lot of fillets. Right. And I like to know how many fillets the, the, yeah. the See, just guides. like on, on bass fishing, Tony, it's 10 a man per day, you know, and that, that's that's fair, you know. Oh, I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah, quite so. Oh, just to say, yeah. Yeah, but uh, you, uh, like a few other people, like to throw back the big mamas, yeah. you know, and uh, hung oh, on no. to uh, the three- and four-pound bass. That's you know. right. Yeah. In that regard. So anyway, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, is getting ready to offer a durable fishing and hunting license card. And the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries will begin selling these durable collector license cards in the near future. These collectible cards will allow you to carry all of your active licenses on one long-lasting card that fits right into your wallet. Okay. Uh, these collector cards will feature new artwork each year from our very own, kind of like the credit cards you have today. You get the different styles and colors and all that. Well, oh, yeah. anyway, uh, if you're uh, an artist or, or love photography, uh, the Louisiana Outdoors, we're looking for some iconic Louisiana outdoor artwork. So we're looking for user-submitted original artwork or photographs of the Louisiana wildlife game, fish, scenic image uh, to be featured on the new durable uh, license cards and to participate simply click on uh, a link uh, in the uh, louisiana department of wildlife and fisheries and uh, upload your image of course uh, today's the last day to do it we'd have had that last week if we'd okay, have here yeah. but in the meantime uh, uh with that winners will be notified by email and have their artwork featured on the durable license cards I mean, yeah, a lot of people have pictures on their wallets and all can upload that pretty easily. Yeah. If you got something that really uh, takes your heart away, you'd like to upload and send to them. So the durable uh, license cards uh, will go on sale in 2024 and will be available for an additional $5 fee. The proceeds from the card sales help fund the Louisiana Department of Wildlife's fisheries missions to manage and conserve and promote uh, the wise utilization of Louisiana's renewable fish and wildlife resources and their uh, supporting habits. Of course, uh, the department will announce the winners to the date that these, card, uh, uh, I guess, hard cards may be purchased before the end of the year. Anyway, uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife will continue to accept paper licenses and digital licenses. Right. To learn more about this and the tagging requirements, uh, look at the website on uh, Wildlife and Fisheries, and uh, you can get more information from that, too. They'll Rick. probably sell a few, Tony, but it's, today it's hard to beat your phone. You yeah, know? I know. You snap, snap LA, a picture of your license. and yeah, you know The L.A. wallet, man, yeah. uh, the way to go today, you can right. have all kind of information on there, your right. COVID shots. Yeah, I mean, oh, yeah. just a now, it's a good limited. idea, but if it wouldn't be for the phone, they'd sell a heck of a lot more. You know, oh, you're just right. To say. Yeah. You're right. But uh, the L.A. wallet works out uh, pretty well, though, uh, Rick, in that yeah. regard. So, uh, anyway. We'll see. Anyway, a lot to talk about this morning since we were off last week after yes, Thanksgiving. Anyway, up in uh, Lake Claiborne, up in North Louisiana, they're putting in, they, they had a drawdown in, uh, of course, of the waters down six foot or so, and they're putting in these uh, deploy fish attractors. Yep. You know uh, what they do? And the Department of Biologists recently deployed additional artificial fish attractors at four sites up there in Lake Claiborne. And I'm trying to remember how big Lake Claiborne is. It's, I don't know. It's a pretty good size it lake is. up there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, these attractors were designed uh, to be angler-friendly and will enhance the uh, recreational fishing provided by fish habitat in the area, mostly uh, 
devoid of other uh, cover. The structures were assembled from materials donated to the department and were constructed in two forms. They have like a, uh, I guess, uh, uh, I guess some type of wiggly uh, stumps and roots. And uh, Lake Carbon currently is in that drawdown, as we mentioned. And uh, they even give you the uh, latitude and longitude the way they put in these things, yeah. you know. Uh, so you can look for them and all, and that and the depths of anywhere from six to five to six feet to five to seven feet. Uh, so uh, and again, uh, well, they it, work. Yeah, that's yeah. right, and uh, they attract the fish too, yeah. just like the uh, uh, offshore uh, with all the uh, uh, rigs and all. Anyway, elsewhere we can't show you this on uh, Channel One, but Rick, man, did you? <laughs> I showed that Eric. Seen that monster? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, these two guys up in Caddo Parish, that's around Shreveport, uh, caught an alligator snapping turtle, and I'm telling you, folks. This alligator snapping turtle was caught, oh, about a month or so ago, maybe five weeks ago, up in Cattle Parish by uh, two guys, Ryan Dunning and Sean Cobb. The turtle weighed 120 pounds. Turtle, yeah. Uh, you know, a snapping turtle. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it, not only that, it had a 30-plus inch uh, uh, shell. It was estimated to be over 100 years old. Yeah. And, I mean, these things are out there. And they, 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 he's not the only one, oh, no. I can assure you. Oh, no. There are not. a lot more snapping turtles that yeah. size. And you that, better be uh, careful how you handle him, too. Oh, how many times you see people uh, getting in the water, walking around, fishing in their boat, you know, their yeah. little Joe boat or something. And, uh, I mean, these animals, hey, man, they'll, they'll cut your leg off oh, uh, yeah. with a snap. Yeah. Uh, at 120 pounds snapping turtle. Wow. That's just unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, meantime, uh, I want to remind folks, too, it's getting ready to uh, – to close down that uh, you can win a Ford pickup truck uh, with a $50 purchase of a raffle ticket and a CCA, uh, win a brand-new Ford F-150 truck, and uh, you can go online at the CCA and buy, uh, buy a ticket uh, for 50 bucks. Uh, the drawing is going to be held December 14th at the CCA uh, Louisiana office uh, located over in Baton Rouge on uh, Industrial Stripes, I think, or in- Industrial Plex, Plex Boulevard, yeah. yeah, up there in Baton Rouge. So, uh the ticket online sales ends December 13th, which is uh, not quite two weeks from now. So, uh, folks, there's something to, uh, to remind you of in that regard. Also, a uh, uh, little turkey news here. Well, let me, let me hold off on that. We get a little fish news here uh, with the fish and, uh, and also uh, with ducks. But uh, in the meantime, uh, um, as you mentioned, Rick, uh, still catching fish uh, in May I Point. And, uh, of yep. course, hadn't heard much on the lakes, too. I just It's kind of uh, not at all. Don't know what you may hear. <clears throat> Tony, with duck season, every year, this time of year, I try to stay. There's a certain area that I like to fish, and there's a lot of duck hunters in there. So okay. just out of respect, I try to stay out of that area. Now, when duck hunting is over, then I kind of, you know, move in yeah. and start back fishing the lake. Yeah, January, February, sometime it should be ending. Yeah. So, uh, and it's the weather's cold, too. Yeah. Well, and uh, uh, the, the fish aren't moving as yeah. much. Because, uh, I mean, you that. just, you know, you, it's hard to duck hunt and fish at the same time. You know, well, you're not what kidding. I'm saying, you can't have a guy right there in a shiny boat and them ducks are going to say, you know. <laughs> yeah, they wouldn't, so, the hunters no, wouldn't appreciate that. That's right. So uh, No doubt about that. Anyway, more on some ducks. And uh, the Waterfall Study Program estimated a little over 200,000 ducks in the northeast parishes in its aerial survey uh, before last week. Uh, uh, the report indicated that 73% were dabbing ducks and that 64% took uh uh, to flooded uh, ag fields, and only 26% were found in open uh, reservoirs. So uh, the breaks in the rivers, uh, uh, only 2% of the total were found uh, what the biologists called uh, forested uh, wetlands, and most of the ducks there were mallards and uh, wood ducks, which 
you tell me you see a lot uh, in, in yeah. back up in there too. So <clears throat> yep. also uh, quickly, and hadn't heard much on duck hunting too, Rick. I don't know about you. No, not not uh, not lately. You know, when it first opened, like you said, towards the east end, but they had good and bad days, you know. Yeah. I want to say it was like two days after the season opened. It looked like it had been opening day, but they did better, you know, two days after the season opened for yeah. some reason. I'm hearing mixed results on all of that, too, yeah. even with the teal season, too, uh, way back. Anyway, we're on mind, folks, that the uh, ban was lifted. The Wildlife and Fisheries has rescinded the burn ban on its owned and managed lands, which means campfires and campgrounds are allowed uh, as long as uh, campers follow the agency's rules and regulations. Uh, with that, and also uh, just something to keep in mind, also uh, the latest from the Gulf of Mexico Fishery Management Council is a reduction in uh, commercial greater amberjack of the annual fish limit of 65,720 pounds. The annual catch right now is right at 58.6 plus. So after commercial operations took 35,000 plus pounds over the 2023 annual catch limit of 101,000. So the new uh, limit takes effect in January 1st. So uh, with that, anyway, uh, interesting uh, with all of that. So uh, got some more information on some hunting news and all. Uh, let's go ahead and take our first break. You listen to uh, uh, Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show here on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. Discover Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning and Ragin' Cajun Foods' delicious line of seasoned dinners. Beans, black-eyed peas, roux, creole sauce, seasoning, rubs, and even sweet jalapeno relish and spicy pickles. Ragin' Cajun original recipes have been secretly crafted in the heart of Acadiana over the last 38 years. Ask for Ragin' Cajun at all your favorite grocery stores today. Ragin' Cajun, the original Cajun seasoning. Folks, ask them for that rage and cajun say bon everyone loves pizza and everyone loves a home run put them together and you have home run pizza and yes right here in new iberia located at 3816 east old spanish trail it's new iberia's newest takeout pizza and delivery is available dough is made fresh each day and you get an assortment of toppings try the grand slam the double play or mr meaty they're all home runs at home run pizza 256 5783. That's 2565783. Locally owned and operated, Alamo Hydraulic serves the oil business on the national scene. Specializing in welding, grinding, and hard chrome plating, Alamo also does fabrication work on cylinders, valves, pumps, and motors of all brands. Located at 2712 West Admiral Doyle Drive, you can call Chris Williamson at 303 3799. That's Alamo Hydraulics, a proud sponsor of the Cane Fishing and Hunting Show. A new carrier heating and air conditioning system from Dahl's Heating and Cooling can save you money every month. Thanks to the newest line of carrier energy-efficient technology products, you can lower your utility bill. Don't forget to ask about the cool cash savings through your local carrier dealer. Turn to the carrier experts at Dahl's Heating and Cooling. Call Dan, you're my AC man today at 337-367-2511. That's 337-367-2511, license number 6286. Hi, this is Boxcar Badger. I'm inviting you to join me and PGA Golf Professional Teddy Slyman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m. We'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by GolfBalls.com and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oak. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. 
The hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5, AM 1240, and streaming at Kane1240.com. Welcome back to Kane Radio's Fishing and Hunting Show. I'm Tony Landry <clears throat> along with Ricky Watkins. And uh, with that, uh, the Louisiana uh, Wildlife and Fisheries Commission approves a notice of intent to amend the turkey season in portions of up in North Louisiana, East Carroll, Madison, Tensaw Parishes. I wonder if that comes in collusion with the uh, COVID. The Louisiana Wildlife and Fisheries Commission approved a notice of intent, as I mentioned, on the turkey season uh, in lands east of the Mississippi River. Uh, these areas would be included in Area A, which will have a 30-day season uh, from April the 6th to May the 5th. We were talking off-air about uh, turkey season, usually in the end of March to the beginning of May, and that's just about right. In recent years, changes mm-hmm. have been made to the turkey season uh, in those three parishes to prevent further population decline in the turkey hunting is prohibited in East Carroll Parish and portions of Madison Parish and Tensaw Parish and the rest of uh, Madison Parish in the area C, which has the shortest season of uh, April 6th to April 21st. However, the lands that would be included in Area A by the uh, uh, NOI have been variable uh, turkey populations to allow for longer season. Of course, the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and staff have observed that these areas are only accessible from the Mississippi and commonly referred to as the islands or the toolheads. So uh, okay. anyway, uh, to go to see the complete notice of intent, you can go to the website and pick that up uh, through that hmm. and see where the hunting regulations and all come into play. So uh, um, I was telling Rick off the air, I knew a uh, gentleman for years, uh, man, he, he couldn't wait for turkey hunting season. Turkey season, yep. Yeah, and I'm sure there are still a lot of people out there in that regard. So uh Anyway, uh, also, you hunters out there, restricted license designation on uh, Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries hunting license can be resolved uh, by contacting uh, uh, ENVOC Invoke uh, to help desk and a restricted license designation on a Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries uh, hunting license indicates that there is no hunter education certificate linked to the customer's account. Uh, this can be normally uh, be resolved by the hunter by contacting the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries and uh, license and uh, vendor invoke uh, help desk. Uh, of course, uh, the area code 225 in Baton Rouge, the number is 267-9996. So 225-267-9996. And some of the common reasons for that designation include the hunter has not completed a hunter's education course, which we okay. understand. Yep. A duplicate Louisiana wildlife and fishery accounts, a name change, a misspelled name, mm-hmm. and, of course, an incorrect date of birth. And if a person has a restricted license and has successfully completed a hunter education course in the past, the first step is to correct uh, his or her account and is to contact uh, the help desk. And uh, showing proof of a hunter education certificate will allow a person to hunt unsupervised if he or she is 12 or older course the you can get more information on the website with hunter education program and uh go into the website and pull it up and uh for that and uh contact and there's an individual uh bradley breland that uh you can talk to up there uh with uh uh, Louisiana's uh, 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 Wildlife and Fisheries co- Commission. Yes, Meanwhile, Rick, uh, something I saw, and it's always been a pain in the you-know-what, yep. is feral hogs, yep. man. And uh, people don't realize how bad this situation is. They're bad, Tony. Yeah, if you're out in the countryside, of course, we don't see them running, roaming through the streets and the cities yep. and all in the towns. But uh, 
uh, the, the, if you told it about, uh, talked about uh, feral hogs 30 years ago, yeah. the image conjured would have been, uh, you know, the motorcycles, you know, with the hogs, uh, with the Harleys. So uh, not now, not to landowners, not to hunters, wild hogs and feral animals when left to forage and uh, propaganda, uh, uh, they, they become so invasive, Rick. Uh, in an animal in any uh, quadruple, save our beloved nutria, you know. Feral hogs in every one of our states, 64 parishes. And the problem is that they'll eat like pigs and they'll breed like rabbits. Sorry yeah. for that uh, uh, use of the term, but uh, yeah. it's uh, it's something uh, for the last. And people don't realize how bad it is. You go out even to the Jefferson Islands, Avery Islands, Weeks Islands areas. Yeah. I mean, these feral hogs, uh, mm-hmm. they can tear up uh, even worse the uh, the boars are well husked and aggressive. Both boars and sows have sharp teeth, yep. and they don't uh, don't try to outrun one. Oh no! You know, and your dog keep your dog away from them. Yeah. Kill a dog. Oh yeah, and especially a big one, and because they can uh, top out it. You know, they can run thirty miles an hour. These yeah. animals, man. Oh yeah, and uh, just uh, you know, several years ago, I think in one of the parishes around Baton Rouge, uh, there was a six hundred pound hog that was mm-hmm. taken down i yeah. mean that that, that that that's big as a yeah. a, a, a bull man it's a big one and also anyway uh anyway the, you know the 100 to 200 pound range unless uh a predator we can find to get into that but they have no predator natural predators no, uh, suckers are mean. and not only that uh, i don't even think a, a pack of coyotes can take them down yeah. man mm-hmm. and, and it's really pretty bad worse these animals are destroying habitat and more desirable species, the white-tailed deer, rabbits, even squirrels, they eat most anything, including a valuable forage for these animals, acorns, berries, roots. In a recent study uh, uh, by guiding uh, excursions outfitter, the U.S. Uh, Captain Experiences identifies the top 15 states. And, of course, Louisiana's eighth on the list. Yeah. And uh, the problem in our state was identified a few years back so much that hunting rules have been relaxed to where hunters can use uh, silencers and hunt feral hogs at night, but only after contacting y- y- your local sheriff's departments, you know, to let them know people started hearing gunshots and fire going on right. uh, at night, so to let them know exactly when and where you're going to intend to hunt and then set out after sunset and cut into the feral hog population. Now with hunting season in full swing, it's uh, time to consider talking to the hog when the opportunity presents itself. and. I thought at one time, Rick, 24-7, 365, you could shoot these animals mm-hmm. uh, you know, on time, your yeah. property. I, I don't know if that's still the case and all, but like they said, uh, if you if you have a, a serious uh, issue, they're tearing up your property, you know, call your local sheriff's office and let them know when you'll be fired away. They do some damage, Tony. At that, you know, yeah. at that way, Rick, and uh, really, really bad. And, um, look, no one's enjoyed eating venison more than I do, but uh, the way the hogs are tearing up everything – uh, on acreage, uh, you know, uh, you got to be looking back on concentrating and taking out as many hogs as you can this year and maybe next year. Uh, it, uh, people are tired of walking in the woods and finding uh, the big hog wallow. So uh, yeah. with that, and with that, yeah, you have to put a dent in that population. And, it, I, and I think these critters, correct me if I'm wrong, it's already out of hand. And if I'm targeting sows because I know how many litters. I think they can have, I've heard three to five, uh, four right. to five litters a year. Right. And uh, and their numbers, that's like 10 to 20, Yeah. you know, with the little piglets uh, we're talking oh, about. Yeah. And if you want to find out uh, about the special feral hog hunting rules, you got to go to the hunting and pull down the menu on Wildlife and Fisheries website 
And uh, you can look up that that all uh, with that on the feral hogs and all, Rick. And uh, as I mentioned, it's pretty bad. People don't realize you get outside the city yeah. and go to these areas. I got a couple of buddies that uh, have a camp outside uh, at Jefferson Island area, and man, they just they run rampant. Yeah. Around Sherrington, also, Tony. <clears throat> and I, I mean, got a buddy of mine's a cane farmer. You know, right by the basin with the the cane joins, you know, the basin. She said they they destroy acres. Oh she yeah, said it's amazing. It's like a bulldozer went in there and they just tear it up. And they do. I know, even with sugar cane. And that costs him money. Yeah, that's right. Oh, yeah. That's right. So uh, hopefully, of course, with this wet weather, man, folks on the highways today in the back roads, be careful, man, with all the mud that's going to be out on these highways. Oh yeah, and big blocks right. of mud. But you see the cane farmers in the last few years are buying these uh, mm-hmm. uh, cleanup plows yeah. and all. And right. Seen a lot of street the sweepers too. Yeah. yeah. So you see that, good for them. Yeah, they so do a good that, job. Uh, oh, yeah. Anyway, you know, the Hunters for the Hungry steps in. They're going to step in with this. Uh, you know, feral hogs are tasty. They are good to eat. Yeah, that's, you know, but okay. you got to bleed them well. you yeah. got to take care of them oh, well. Yeah. And when prepared well, the meat tastes Cooking. like domestic pig, right. to be very honest with you. It took a few years to convince folks that feral hogs would be used to feed the poor. And it was the work of the Louisiana Hunters for the Hungry to push for the wild game and the meat processors statewide to prepare the wholesome uh, protein for the distribution to homeless shelters and soup kitchens. So in addition to the feral hogs uh, to a well-established program of hunters donating uh, freshly taken deer ads to the cupboard for feeding thousands across our state. And if you read more into it, you can go to Hunters for the Hungry website. That's H4, uh, the number uh, uh, J la.org and learn a little bit more about that and rick uh as well as i do uh it's you know these hogs uh, uh you don't have to waste the meat uh it's good meat oh, and yeah. uh, a lot of these uh, uh, uh kitchens and all uh saint so- joseph diner and all around the area the different uh kitchens that help out the poor oh, no doubt if you butcher them they'll take them you know like oh, yeah. you said it's how you cook it too you know yeah that's so important to yep. uh oh, yeah. the proper way to cook uh one of these animals and also skin him well too so uh with that but uh in the meantime uh, uh hunters for the hungry have set that up in, in the meantime elsewhere uh rick today uh friday the first of december here we are man yep. the sun rose in southwest pass vermilion bay at six forty-five. sunset's going to be at 508 tonight and in the high and low t- uh, tide chart uh, we'll see that the low tide will be at eleven forty-eight this morning and the high tide will be at three uh, at nine forty-seven p.m. Uh, tonight. Meanwhile, tomorrow, the second of uh, December, the sun will rise in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay, at uh, six forty-six a.m. Sunset will be at five o eight p.m. And in the high and low tide chart, we can see that the low tide will be at uh, twelve thirty-four p.m. Uh, tomorrow afternoon, and the high tide will be at uh, ten fifty-three p.m. Uh, uh, Saturday night. Meanwhile, Sunday, the 3rd of December, uh, the sun will rise in Southwest Pass, Vermilion Bay at uh, 646. Sunset will be at 508. In the high and low tide chart, we can see that the low tide will be at 123 p.m. And the high tide will be at 1136 uh, p.m. So uh, with those tides, Sunday, the average water temperature in Southwest Pass and Vermilion Bay will be approximately uh, 60 degrees in that regard. So, Coming uh, down, huh? With that, that's right. Yep. Uh, so uh, uh, basically uh, things changing uh, as the weather, hopefully. Um, we'll see a lot of rain this weekend, it looks like, uh, in yep. the meantime. 
elsewhere, uh, uh, Rick, uh, you know, we wouldn't be here each Friday if it wasn't for these fine people. Yep, got to thank our sponsors, Tony. Alamo Hydraulics, Doors Heating and Cooling, Home Run Pizza, and Raging Cajun Seasoning and Foods. And our motto is always... Kids that hunt fish, don't steal and dip.